Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. There's no place, there's no place that I would rather be than with you all. Thankful for all of you that have come out to be with us. Amen. So good to see you this morning. Be together in the presence of the Lord. Amen. In God's house. I'm thankful for a place to worship. Amen. I'm thankful that I can feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. I'm just thankful that you can feel God. He's still working. He's still speaking. He's still moving. Amen. And he will work. Somebody say, and he will work until time is finished, until time is no more. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. It's the mercies of the Lord that we're not consumed. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. Amen. That's my favorite scripture. Can you tell? Amen. High five somebody next to you and say, I'm depending on God's mercy. Dependent on God's mercy. (laughs) First Kings chapter 18 this morning. And I'm going to read verse 21. And then we're going to read Acts chapter 3. Start reading at verse 1. Okay, so 1 Kings 18 and Acts chapter 3. God is so, so good to us. Praise the Lord. 1 Kings 18, verse 21, the word of the Lord says, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long? Somebody say, how long? Halt ye between two opinions. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. There was no response. There was no response. Let's go to First King or Acts three. Chapter three, verse one. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. 
being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried. I want you to notice. He was lame and he was carried. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him. He didn't stop right there. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God and they knew somebody say they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which at, at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man was healed, and as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning on this subject. It's time to move. It's time to move. Amen. Why don't we lay our Bibles down, lift our hands unto the Lord this morning, close your eyes, lift your face towards heaven, just begin to call on his name right now. God, we need you this morning. Lord, we're thankful, God, for your word. We're thankful for your presence, Lord, that we feel in this house. God, I'm thankful for each person, Lord, that's come out to hear your word this morning. God, I pray that you would anoint, God, this congregation today, Lord, to hear your word, Lord, to understand your word, God. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me to speak, God, those things that only you have purposed. God, I pray, Lord, that your glory would fall, God, on this place today, God. I pray that we would be changed, Lord, and moved and delivered by your word this morning and by the power of the moving of the Holy Ghost in this house. And we'll give you all of the praise and all of the honor and all of the glory. Why don't we do that right now? Why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord and thank God in advance. God, we're thankful for your spirit. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, it is time. 
it is time. It's time to move. Amen. Somebody say, it's time to move. Elbow your neighbor and tell them it's time to move. Tell them you've been there long enough. It's, it's time to move. Amen. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, there's a story about Elijah. Elijah was a prophet of the Lord. Elijah was, was given the task by God uh, to be the man that stood between King Ahab and the Lord. Amen. Uh, God was not pleased with the actions of King Ahab and Jezebel, the queen. They had turned the people, the heart of the people, away from following God, and they had turned the heart of the people to following the god Baal. Amen. They had turned their hearts away from uh, the prophets of the one true God. They had killed the prophets. Come on. They had killed every voice that proclaimed the word of the one true God. And they had elevated the voices of all of the prophets of Baal, which spoke against all of the commandments of God. Amen. There was 450 prophets of Baal. Amen. There was 450 prophets of Baal, but there was one voice in this hour that we're talking about that was speaking the words of God. Amen. And so Elijah went to Ahab and he said, because you have turned all the hearts of the people against God, he said, it shall not rain. Amen. Until my word. Amen. There's going to be a drought. It's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. Come on. How many know he was talking that he was talking as a prophet of God. Amen. And God had given him a commandment and say that he will shut up the heavens. Come on. That it will not give its rain until God says it's going to rain. Come on. How many know that we need an outpouring of the Holy Ghost? Come on. We need an outpouring of the Spirit of the living God, but it's not going to happen when I say it's going to happen. It's going to happen when God says it's going to happen. Somebody say amen. Amen. He went forth, and the Bible says that there was a great famine in the land. Amen. And, and things began to dry up and die, because when there's no rain, there's no life. Come on. When there's no rain, there's no life. When there's no rain, there's no grass. When there's no rain, there's no crops. When there's no rain, there's no food for the animals to eat. Therefore, if the food's gone, the animals die. Amen. It's hard to live without water. And how many know all of the water comes from the rain? Come on, amen. Uh, and the famine was in the land because of the actions of the leadership of that land and of the people, amen. They had turned their hearts away from the Lord, their God. How many know it was a hard three and a half years? Amen, it was a hard three and a half years. It's hard to go without water. 
Come on, it's hard to go without rain. It's hard to go without food. Everybody in the land is scraping just to get enough to get by. Come on, they're scraping just to get enough for that day to make it through. Just enough to sustain their life. Come on, just enough to give them enough strength to get it through the day. Amen. I want to tell you, there is a famine in the land. There's not a famine of natural food. There's not a famine of natural water, but there's a famine of the Spirit of God and the Word of the living God. Amen. This land is parched. This land is dried up. Come on. This land is without food. It's without sustenance. But I come to preach this morning that God's got a plan to let loose some rain that's going to bring everything back to life. Somebody say amen. 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 Elijah struggled even. Come on. How many know he had to depend on God? He sent him to the brook Cherith. He went to the brook Cherith and he fed him with ravens. You may know what a raven is. It don't want like to give up food. It's a scavenger. Amen. It'll eat, it'll eat some, some nasty stuff. Amen. But it brought food to Elijah. Amen. And fed Elijah. And the, he was there at the brook and he had water. The Bible says the brook dried up. And he said, I want you to go to a place where I have commanded a widow to sustain you. He didn't tell the widow, he told the prophet. Come on, the prophet, the prophet showed up at the widow's house and she's gathering some sticks to start a fire so, so her and her son can, can bake their last little bit of meal so that they can have their last meal and die. What's her plan? This is all that I have left. I'm going to bake my last cake. This is my plan. And we're just going to expire because we don't have anything left and we don't have any way to get it. Come on, but the prophet showed up and he said, bake me a cake first. Come on. Bring me some water and bake me a cake first. And if you bake me a cake first, God will sustain you all throughout the drought. Amen. In that moment, the lady had a decision because when God wants to change your life, he'll always bring you to a place of decision. Come on. He'll bring you to a place, an intersection where you your life intersects with the word and the will of God and you have the opportunity to make the choice. Amen. She could have stayed right there. She could have went forward with her plan and she could have baked her last cake and died with her son. Come on. She could have ignored the words of the prophet, but I want to tell you that prophet was sent by God and those words carried with it the life of God and the sustenance of God. And if she would only understand that if she would obey God, God would make get her through. Somebody say amen. She had a choice. Intersection, a moment. Somebody say a moment where she had to choose because this is it. I can't go down this road anymore. This is all I have left. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? It's all I have left. It's this is all I have. If 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 I if if I don't obey God, uh, if I don't do what He's asking me to do, she, uh, not only, I don't even know if she 
believed it was from God. If I don't do what he's asking me to do, I'm going to die. I'm going to eat my last cake. This is all I have left, and I have no way to get anything else. But there is a hope, come on, that if I obey what he's asking me to do, that there is hope that God is going to see me through, that God's going to see my sacrifice, that God's going to see and acknowledge my choice, and he's going he's to see the obedience of the choice that I have made, and he's going to sustain me. And so she chose, I'm going to bake the cake. I'm going to bake the cake. She goes and she bakes a little cake. You know, it's probably about that big. She didn't bake him a big cake. She just baked him a little cake so that he'd have enough. Come on. She gave him what she had. You say that again. She gave, she gave God what she had. Because that's all we're required. I can't give him any more than what I have. All I can give him is what I have. Come on, somebody. All I can give him is what I have left. Amen. The the life may have taken all of your strength. It may have taken all of your hope. It may have uh, exhausted your plans. It may have exhausted your substance. But all you can do is just give him what you have left. And then when you give God what you have, God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you don't have room enough. Amen. Brings him a little cake. Amen. He eats the cake. The Bible says that her meal did not waste, nor the cruise in the oil. Or the oil in the cruise. Every time that she went back, there was enough to bake another cake. Every time she went back, there was enough to bake another cake. Come on. How many know that the prophet ate off of that meal just like the widow ate off of that meal? Come on. How many know that the word of the Lord sustained the prophet and the, 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 the means of that little widow in the midst of a drought? Amen. It might not seem like a lot in her hands, but it was enough to sustain her and her family and the prophet. Come on. Because when the Lord gives a command and you follow it and are obedient to that command, God will keep his word. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. The word of the Lord came to Elijah and said, it's time. Somebody say, it's time. Time's up. It's time. I I want you to go show yourself to Ahab. Amen. He goes and he shows himself to Ahab. He tells him, Ahab, Elijah. They've been looking for Elijah. Come on. They've been searching Elijah. They would go into the, the countries round about uh, Israel, and they would they would look for Elijah and search for Elijah, and they made a pact with all of the people. Uh, you're, if you're lying to us, you're going to become our enemy. They wanted Elijah because they, they felt like Elijah was, was the cause of the drought. <laughs> it was Elijah's fault. Amen. He told Elijah, you're the one that troubles Israel. That's what he told him. Amen. You know, we're living in a day when they, 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 they say that all the Christians in the land are the problem. Amen. The people that stand for the word of God, they're the problem. Let's just get rid of them and everything will be all right. I want to tell you this morning, amen, we are not the problem. 
Come on. The only reason that, that God hasn't descended upon this country with his judgment is because there are people still that believe God's word, stand for God's word, and trust the Lord and his salvation. Somebody say amen. Elijah said, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Come on. You've, you've set up the prophets of, of Baal. You've worshiped the prophets of Baal. But the time has come. There's time. It's time for a change. Come on. There's time for something to transition. Amen. The time has come when God wants to move. And it's so if God wants to move, it's time for something to change. Somebody say amen. He said, go call, call all the prophets of Baal. To Mount, call all the people, all the prophets of Baal, bring them to Mount Carmel. It's time for a showdown. One against 450. Don't, don't seem like great odds, does it? Come on. If everybody's believing it, it's probably not true. Come on, if the majority of people are believing it, it's probably false. Because broad is the gate. Come on. Broad is the gate that leads to destruction, and many be that go in thereat. But narrow is the way, and straight is the gate that leads to life, and few be that find it. Amen. I'm going to stand on the side of the few. Come on. I'm going to stand on the side of the sanctified, set apart, holy people of God, because those are the true people of the Lord. Amen. He called him in, and he said, listen. He, he addresses everybody, the whole people. He says, come on, she's preaching with me. Go ahead. Amen. <laughs> Whew. I feel it. At least I got somebody responding to the word of the Lord. They say, what happened in church today? I had an infant say amen. In her own way, but she was getting behind me. <laughs> amen. He, call, he addresses the people and he says, why halt ye? Between two opinions. If Baal be God, then serve him. But if Jehovah be God, then serve him. Amen. He said, the God that answers by fire, that will be the one true God. Amen. And he told them, you choose your sacrifice. You, you take your sacrifice, and I'll take the one that's left over. There was two bullocks there. And they picked their sacrifice, and they sacrificed it unto their God. And they put it upon the, the wood, and they began to call on their God. Amen. The Bible says from the morning until noon, they called upon their God. They, they called upon him. They praised him. Call God, descend with fire. Come on. Uh, uh, come with fire. They called upon him with all of their hearts. But to no avail. About the time that new, it reached noon, Elijah started poking him and said, well, maybe he's on a walk or maybe he's on a journey or maybe he's sleeping. Maybe you need to cry a little bit louder because he can't hear you. Amen. Because they were calling on a God that could not answer by fire. Come on. They were calling on something that could not produce what they wanted it to produce. They began to cut themselves. They began to harm themselves. And 
bleed upon themselves and bleed upon the sacrifice, but nothing happened. And then the time came for the evening sacrifice. And Elijah said, okay, it's my turn. He stepped out there. He, he rebuilt the altar. This is a message all in its own. He rebuilt the altar of Jehovah. He put the wood and the, and the bullock on there. And they, they took 12 barrels of water and they poured it up on the altar. Amen. Because, because a true sacrifice is given of that which you don't have to give. They didn't have water. They poured it, he poured 12 barrels of water upon that sacrifice and he called upon the name of the Lord our God. And the Bible says that God descended with fire. Burn up the sacrifice. Burn up the altar burn up the stones, licked up the water in the trenches round about the altar. Amen. He received the sacrifice. And the Bible says that, that in that moment that there was a choice made by the people of Israel that because of the fire that descended from heaven that they were going to serve the one true God. Elijah got the sword. on somebody and he slew every one of them he killed them he slew every one of them somebody say he killed them he killed their voice he killed their influence he killed their ability to stand between the one true God and Israel come on he, he caused them to be separated come on somebody Amen. I, I want to tell you this morning, there are too many influences that will try to separate us from the voice of God, from the one true God. Amen. There are a lot of influences out there. There are a lot of prophets that are spewing things that are untrue. Come on. That are spewing things that are coming forth from their flesh and the God of this world. It's time to exterminate every influence in our life that don't point us to Jesus Christ. If it don't point me to the Lord, then it don't don't belong in my life. Amen. These people were stuck in a situation where they had gathered so many voices. Come on. There was 450 voices that were willing to speak for Baal, but there was only one voice that was willing to speak for the Lord. They had killed the prophets. Come on. They had killed the voices of truth. They have separated themselves in essence from the voice of God by not relying on the prophet of God, but relying on those people that are telling them what they want to hear and when they want to hear it. Come on, somebody. We don't we need somebody to tell us what we want to hear. We need the truth of God's word because what we want to hear won't save us. Amen. Some of us, we have, we have pushed aside every voice. Come on. That has tried to bring deliverance to our lives. And we find ourselves in a position surrounded by 450 voices, but none of them are telling you the right thing. Come on. I don't care if there's only one voice. If it's speaking truth, come on, somebody. If it's speaking the word of God, that's the one I want to listen to. Somebody say amen. That's the one I want speaking into my life. They were stuck. 
were halted, the Bible says. He used the word halt. Why halt ye between two opinions? Why are you stuck between two opinions? Amen. If you look up that word halt, it means to become lame. It means to become lame, not able to move. They're stuck in a situation where they can't make a decision. Amen. They're stuck between what they want to do and what they know God wants them to do. They're stuck between the influence of the world and the influence of God. They're stuck between the influence of their friends and the influence of the church. Come on, they're stuck. They, they, they can't be comfortable in the world because they're not comfortable disobeying the word of God, but they can't be comfortable in the church because they haven't given themselves totally and completely unto the Lord. They're stuck. They're lame. They can't move. They can't make a decision. But I want to tell you this morning, Elijah can't with a word from the Lord and he said if Baal be God then give yourself to him but if Jehovah be God the time has come to make a decision the time has come when you need to make up your mind who you're going to serve I'm not going to allow you to serve those influences anymore I'm going to kill them he killed the influences of Baal amen and he left, they're, they're left standing on that mountain that day. One voice. One voice. He brought them to a decision. He brought them to a point of decision. Amen. To a point of movement. If you want your life to move forward, if you're tired of being stuck where you're at, if you're tired of being left with evil influences, not knowing what to do, living your life in uncertainty, you need to unload yourself from all the influences of this world. Get alone with God and let God speak to your spirit. Somebody say amen. They, they created the situation themselves, but God sent them a voice. Somebody say a voice. That was different from every other voice. Come on. The things that Elijah was saying was contrary to the things that the, the, the prophets of Baal were saying. The things that Elijah was calling them to was opposite of what the prophets of Baal was calling them to because God's not calling you to fulfill the lusts of your flesh and what you want to do. He's calling you to an altar of sacrifice and the time has come to lay your life on the line and say, God, I've done it my way long enough. I'm no longer going to listen to the influence of this world but I'm going to listen to your voice. Somebody say amen. Lift your hands to the Lord right now and say, God, I see it, Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to kill the influences of this world in my life. I'm going to separate myself unto you so that I can hear your voice. Somebody say amen. In Elijah's day, he was, they were stuck. They were stuck because... They refused to make a decision. They weren't all the way in and they weren't all the way out. Between two opinions. Somebody say opinions. What is an opinion? What's an opinion? It's an idea, right? It's a, it's, it's a thought. Really, an opinion is a preference. What I think, they're stuck between two opinions. But I want to tell you, God is not an opinion. 
God is a fact. Amen. He is truth. And all truth that comes forth comes from God. Come on. You can't get truth out of an opinion. You get truth from the truth. Amen. Who's Jesus Christ? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. No one cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. We need to know this morning. It's not an opinion. Amen. I'm not standing up here this morning based on an opinion, but on the infallible word of the living God. It's got to dictate the way. It's got to dictate the life. It's got to dictate the decisions. No man comes to the Father but by me. Somebody say amen. Amen. There comes a time when you got to lay aside every opinion and you got to get a hold of truth. Somebody say amen. The word halt means to be lame. I want to ask you this morning, what's causing you not to move? Amen. Is it another opinion? Is it your own opinion and what you think and what you feel and what you want? Because any opinion that's based on anything other than the word of God is false. Somebody say amen. It is false. God's not concerned with our opinions. He's not concerned with what we think and how we feel about it. His word is true. God, he said, let God be true and every man be a liar. Somebody say amen. What is causing you to stay where you're at? What influence in your life is causing you not to be able to move, to causing you to be stuck? Amen. That's, it's not a happy place being stuck. Amen. It's not a happy place being being stuck between. Amen. Be, being being on the outside looking in. Being being stuck between uh, groups of people and being stuck between environments and being stuck. You know that you're not fulfilling your godly purpose and you know you're not fulfilling the word of God for your life. But 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 you're trying to keep yourself from becoming totally engrossed to, into everything that's going on out there. But you're allowing some opinions and you're allowing some influences to get in on the inside which is pulling you further and further away from where God has called you to be, amen. But God is calling us to a decision this morning, amen. God is calling us to a point in our lives where we need to make a decision. I'm either gonna be in or I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be totally in the world or I'm going to be totally in God. Somebody say amen. Acts chapter three, the Bible says that there's a man, he was laid at the gate. Bible tells us that he was lame in his feet. Amen. The same word that's used for for halt in 1 Kings uh, chapter 18 is is the same word used for Mephibosheth when Mephibosheth was dropped and he became lame in his feet. he, He became halt. Amen. He became unable to move. Amen. I want to tell you this morning, when when Elijah called that group of people to repentance, it gave them an opportunity to move from where they were at, from out of the will of God into the will of God. Come on. And and the only thing that we can do to move from where we're at to where God wants us to be is we have to fall on our face in repentance unto him. Amen. We got to repent of what we've done, where we've been, who we've, the way that we've lived, and we got to reach for the will of God in our life. Somebody say amen. When we refuse to do that, we become lame. Amen. We become disabled. 
Acts chapter 3, this guy was, the Bible says he was lame from his, his birth. Amen. Something had happened that had caused him to be disabled when he was born. Amen. The Bible says that they, they came daily. They carried him to the gate. And they, they laid him at the gate. They, they, they picked him up and they carried him to the gate of the temple and they laid him there so that he could ask alms. Right? Well, what's the process of somebody carrying you? If somebody's carrying you, are you doing any of the work? No. If somebody's carrying you, you're totally dependent upon somebody else. Right? You're totally dependent upon their effort. You're dependent upon their energy. Come on. Their desire. Come on, somebody. Come on. I showed up here to get you to the gate. You need to get up. Come on, it's time to get up, get ready here, put these clothes on. Let's go. I'm taking you to the gate. Amen. They're the ones putting in the effort. They're the ones putting out the energy. Come on. They're the ones putting out the faith. Come on. We're going to carry you to the place where we can take you. Amen. We're carrying you as far as we can take you, take you, and we're leaving you there. Amen. I, 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 you know that somebody can only carry you so far? Amen. Uh, you can only carry people so far. Amen. We have a desire to see people's lives changed. We have a desire to see people delivered. We have a desire to see people healed. Come on. We have a desire to see changed lives, healed families. Come on. Healed healed bodies. Amen. But I want to tell you this morning that we can only carry people so far. They picked him up and they carried him. Come here, Luke. You know what? Come here, Weston. You, you too. You're going to be the lame man, okay? All right. They carried him. Now, that's uncomfortable. I don't know how far you're carrying him, but that's probably... <laughs> I don't know. Figure it out. It's my fault, he said. Is that comfortable for you? What do you want him to do? Carry him back over there. He said, put me down. Because if somebody's carrying you in a way that is uncomfortable, you don't want them carrying you, right? Amen. Pick him up. There you go. Give him a hand. Go ahead. Carry him over there. No, keep him up. Carry him so everybody can see. And then carry him back. Keep walking back and forth.
How is that? You good? Comfortable? Hey man, the people carrying is the ones that had to plan. Come on, they had to come up with the with the, with the plan, with the scheme, with how they were going to get him there, how they were going to carry him, how they were going to transport him, uh, uh, how they were going to try to every day make a, make a way so that somebody could be there to carry him to the place where he needed to be so that he could get what he needed. Come on, so that he could get what he needed to fulfill his life so he could live comfortable. Come on, somebody. Look at me. I'm preaching to you. Amen. The, 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 how do you feel? He's, a, he's not a big guy. Is he getting heavy? Come on, keep moving. Are your arms burning yet? See, you won't have to work out tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. But, but uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is the, the effort is not in the guy being carried. It's in those that are doing the carrying. Amen. They were bringing him to the gate so that he could get what he needed. Come on. They were bringing him to the to the church so that he could get what he needed. Amen. They were bringing him. No, 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 no. Hold on a minute. We're not there yet. That's like a mile walk. Somebody keep track of their steps and tell them when they get to a mile. Okay, I, I know you're tired. He's heavy. Okay, lay him in. Okay, thanks, carriers. Why don't we give them a hand? Not you. He's healed. Man, I almost danced. See him get up? Amen. Laid him at the gate. Because people can only carry us so far. The gate was the entrance. That's where everybody that was going in, they would go through the gate. So everybody that was going into the temple was walking past the lame guy. Amen. Because he's stuck at the gate. He's, he's there at the gate. He can't get any further than that. Because he had to be carried. Amen. It was, it was unlawful for him to be carried into the temple. Amen. He could not go into the temple with everybody else. He was stuck at the gate. Amen. Everybody else was walking through the door and going in to, for the hour of prayer. Amen. They were showing up and going through the routines and uh, touching God and receiving from the Lord. But this guy is stuck at the gate. Amen. He's lame. Amen. He's, he's halt. Somebody say he's halt. He can't move. He, he, can't, he, he can't go any further than where he's at. Amen. He's stuck there. He's stuck at the gate. Amen. I want to tell you this morning, you've been carried as far as you can be carried. Come on. Amen. If you 
depend on other people to carry you and do for you and pray for you. Come on. They're the ones always praying for you. They're the ones always trying to get you to church. They're the ones always trying to help you read your Bible and help you pray and help you do the things that you should be doing on your own. Amen. You can only get so far. At some point in your life, there has to be a desire in your heart to get it for yourself. Amen. Then and only then will you be able to move from where you're at. Somebody say you're stuck. You're lame. Amen. Imagine the view that he had from that seat. He was at the gate, so, you know, he's probably sitting so he could see in. You know, watching what's going on on the inside. Watching everybody else be blessed. Watching everybody else be together. Watching everybody else experience the presence of the Lord. He's close enough to see all that going on. But he's also far enough away that he can see everything going on around him. All the movement on the outside. All the movement in the streets. All the distractions going on around on the outside. Sometimes he probably focused on what was going on on the inside. But there was probably times where things were happening on the outside that caught his attention and pulled his attention to the outside. Amen. He was stuck. He was halted. Amen. He was in a position that he couldn't get out of. He was watching what was going on on the outside and he was watching what was going on on the inside, but he wasn't involved in any of it. On. He was stuck. I want to tell you, that's a lonely place. That's a lonely place to be. When the call of God is on your life, when God's trying to pull you further than you've ever been, and you refuse to go any further, you're stuck between in and out, between the world and the church. Amen. There comes a time in your life where you got to say, you know what? I'm tired of this. I can't live in this any longer. This is unhappy. I might as well not even be existing if I'm going to live like this. I got to get in. Somebody say, I got got to get in. He lived his whole life like that. Amen. Every day somebody else carried him. I was I was injured for a year and Hannah probably can anybody that's been injured knows you know the feeling of of having to be cared for. It's uh it's very humiliating having to be cared for. Amen. It's uh, it's uh, when you're stuck in a position that you can't do it for yourself. You got to depend on somebody else. Amen. For the first couple weeks, you know, you feel bad, <laughs> but then after a while, you're like, "Hey, grab me some chocolate milk." Hey, make me some lasagna. Hey, run down and get my shoes. Hey, go get my sweatpants. Hey, Hannah, go get my sweatshirt off the dresser. And at first, they wanted to help you. But then, after a while, they're like, Dad, I can't wait till you can walk. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. You start being a burden on the people carrying you. Come on. Amen. Because 
If I wasn't doing my therapy right, they'd be like, Dad, you need to do your therapy. What are you concerned about my therapy? Because I want you to walk so you can make your own food and do your own dishes and Come on, go to the store by yourself and do the daily deeds that you need to do and take care of your life and not need to be dependent upon us. Amen. There's, there's a time and a place for being cared for. Come on. There's a time and a place for being carried. Amen. But it's not the will of God for us to stay at the gate and be carried any longer. Amen. The time has come for us to be healed and to move past where we're at. Come on, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Peter and John came up to the temple. Our prayer, full of faith, the word of God, full of the power of God. Amen. Walking up and perfect. Amen. They're walking up and 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 as they're coming by, he asked alms. Peter, the Bible says, coming up with John. Where's John at? Come here, Scott. Hey, John. Hey, Peter. funny. Coming up with John. Amen. They went together to the temple for the hour of prayer. They had a plan. They're going in to pray. They're going in to be a part of what's going on in the temple. But at the gate, there's a guy that's shaking his basket at us. And he says, do you have any alms? And the Bible says that Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John. So they both looked at him. And he said, look on us. He lifted up his eyes and he looked, thinking, that he was going to receive something from them. So when he looked up and, and they spoke to him, he thought, well, now I have an opportunity. I'm going to get something. He didn't know what he was going to get. He, he didn't know what they were wanting to give him or what they were wanting to say to him. All, I, all we, we know is that he expected to receive something from them. Amen. I, I, don't, I don't care what it is, but I need something. I don't know what I'm going to get, but I need something. Amen. I need something to get me through. I need something to get me by. Come on. I need something to help me. I need strength for my mind. I need strength for my body. I need strength for my spirit. I need faith. Come on. I need something. Amen. I need something to help provide for my needs because I'm stuck at the gate and I can't get anywhere by myself. His desire at this point is not to stay at the gate any longer, but to move forward. He don't want to be there. He wants to get up. Amen. He wants wants to get out of there. And so he lifts his eyes with expectation. Peter says, put the basket away. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. There's a period. Nothing happened. know how long they waited. We don't know if he stood there and waited for him to stand up. 
But it says that then Peter took him by the right hand. Hold on. I know you want to get up and go back and sit with your mom and dad. He got him by the hand. And he lifted him up. Now, you can sit. Sorry. Have you ever tried to lift somebody up that didn't want lifted up? Do you want to help me? He's like, huh? <laughs> me? I don't want to embarrass you. Ethan, come here. think I'm hurting my back. You're crazy. Lay down on the floor. Right there. Okay. Get him by the right hand. Now, you don't want to be lifted up. You want to stay where you're at. It's like when your mom's trying to wake you up for school in the morning. You should have that down pat. All right, lift him up. He's going to be walking in Jesus' name. Oh, no, no, no. You want to be down there. Right, if you don't want to stand up for it. Is that familiar? How's that feel? Man, it's it's a struggle, right? It puts it puts strain on the lifter. Amen. But when he got him by the hand, when he wanted to get up, he wanted to get up. He wasn't just dead weight. He started pulling on the hand that was pulling on him. Right? When when he's pulling on you and you're pulling on him, all of a sudden there's a connection. Amen. Peter's trying to give him something that would change his life. You guys can sit down. Trying to give him something that would that, that, that could change his world. Amen. It is time for you to get up from where you're at. Amen. He gets him by the right hand. But if there's no patient, come on, somebody. If there's no return, if there's if there's no desire to have what somebody's trying to give you, if there's no desire to get up from where you're at and move forward with your life. Come on, at some point, there's got to be a desire to move. Come on, to be healed, to be changed. Amen. I'm preaching a word from the Lord this morning. We need to get a hold of God. The way that God is pulling on us. Amen. He's trying to change your life. He's trying to heal you from those things that have destroyed your future. Come on, those things that have crippled you, those things that have caused you to think that you can't go any further in your life or you can't have any more than what you have. The devil is a liar. There's a future for your life. Come on. Addiction is not in your future, but deliverance. Amen. Stand with me all around the building and lift your hands to the Lord and just begin to pull on God right now. God, we need you, Jesus. Come on, reach for him. Reach for him.
Reach for the Lord. your hands and worship the Lord this morning. Come on, reach for the Lord right now, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. has come. The time has come. It's time to get a hold of that hand. It's reaching for you because there's healing for your future. Come on, there's healing. You can be healed. I know, I know it was devastating, the things that happened to put you in the position that you're in. I know, I know you've been hurt. I know you've been offended. I know, I know that there's pain and there's suffering, but understand that there's healing for your future. God is reaching for you. God is reaching for you to change your life, to heal your life. Come on, to take you further than you've ever been, to give you something, an experience that you've never had. But it is in your hands this morning, he's saying, Reach for me the way that I have reached for you. Get a hold of me the way that I have gotten a hold of you. And I'll lift you up. Come on, I'll heal your life. I'll bring deliverance to your world. I'll take you in places that you never thought that you could go. I'll make you a testimony to thousands. I'll make you a testimony to, to thousands round about you and put you put my light upon you. I'll make you a testimony of my power in the earth. Pull on me the way that I'm pulling on you. Come on, pull on God the way that he's pulling on you this morning. There's a powerful touch of the Holy Ghost. In order for him to have the faith to pull on Peter, he had to forget about what he could not do. 
And he had to get a hold of the hand of faith and pull on it. And say, you know what? I maybe have not been able to do that in the past. But God stretching forth his mighty hand to me. I may have not been able to get over this in the past. But I'm not staying here anymore. I'm going to get a hold of that hand this morning. I may have not been able to overcome this addiction in the past. But I'm going to overcome it by the hand of the Lord. Come on. I may have not been able to get over this offense in the past. And the hurt. But it's not going to keep me where I'm at any longer. I'm not going to stay at the gate and watch other people live their lives. I'm going to live with the healing and the blessing and the the deliverance of the Lord. I declare it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, reach for the Lord right now. Why don't we step out of our seats, run down to this altar and reach for God and say, Lord, God, I've held back too long. I've not taken the hand. I've not reached for you. Come on, I'm gonna reach for you right now, Lord. Help me to get over it, God. Help me to get past where I'm at. Help me to move forward with you. Come on, church. Come on, I wonder if we could step out and come down here and reach for the Lord and say everything that I have is not everything that, that, that you've wanted to give me, Lord. God, if I'm holding back in any way, Lord, I reach for you, God. I'm not going to stay where I'm at. I'm going to grow in you. I'm not just going to stay with salvation. I'm going to grow in you. I'm going to grow in the knowledge of who you are. I'm going to become a vessel of honor and power in your hands. Come on, pull on the Lord right now. God, I need you, Lord, this morning. Yes, God. Come on, there's voices telling you that you're never going to make it, that you're never going to get through, that you're never going to overcome it. I bind that voice in the name of Jesus, and I lose faith right now. I lose the hand of faith. God's going to heal you. He's going to lift you up. He's going to give you the ability that you've never had before. He's going to give you the strength that you've never had before, and you're going to be able to walk for him.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.